Are you ready? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of the After Search podcast, sponsored by Absolutely No One. How are we getting on? Same host as usual. Adam and Aaron here. What's the crack? How's everyone? One day we'll get a sponsor. One day. Maybe. Maybe one day. It'll be some random ass thing like uh, Clash of Clans or something. Or Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> or Flyfy. Look at those gains on you, you big bastard. No, we won't talk about that. That's <laughs> that's the process. <laughs> In due course. In due course. Well, as you were saying, actually, as you were saying there, sponsors, who would you like to be sponsored by? Like, who's the dream sponsor? Or who would be just a funny sponsor to get? Don't a think too one, deep into it. A funny one and Summers. Yeah, oh my God, that'd be fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you need help Don't with think the <laughs> Sponsored by Pfizer, the little blue bill. <laughs> this the slippery podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the wet and wild podcast. There you go. There you go, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they just sit here in fucking lingerie and bleeding aprons and the elephant underwear doing a podcast yeah. and Right, say no more. <laughs> that's an image that yeah. I want in my head. Yeah, that's it. That's enough of that. Enough said. Although I'll give you a few months to have the body for it, just saying. I don't know. We'll have a calendar. The Artisesh calendar. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Just so, photos of dogs and kittens and shit like that and whatever other people think are nice. We'd sell a whole yeah, tree of them. Oh, imagine. I'd buy two of them. The profits. Who would you like to be an audio sponsor? I don't know. It depends on who pays the most money. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know. So the thing with if we got a good bit of cash, I wouldn't care. The thing with sponsors is if it's someone stupid I don't use and they're paying money, I'm like, I don't care. I'd rather be someone that like we have an interest in or we go along with their values or we use it or you know shit like that. Rather than just some like Imagine random ass thing. I'm just randomly sponsored by Elon Musk. Not even by SpaceX, not by Tesla, just randomly sponsored by him. So you just have to give him a shout out at the start of every fucking podcast. Yeah, see that's great. Because like we like he's grand, he's sound. What's he doing um, nowadays, though? What, what's oh Elon doing? God. Is he still trying to buy Twitter? I seen. Uh, I was listening to a uh, fucking Rogan and Andrew Schultz, and they were talking oh, yeah. about him. And Andrew Schultz called him a fucking volleyball because there's a picture of him on a yacht, and he's like the color of my top. Like he's so white. And they were like, "That chap works so hard. Look how pale he is. He doesn't see the sun. He's inside working all the time. Like you, you want to see him? He is pasty white. It's like yeah. looking at me and you now. You look a bit tanned, and he's like this the color of my top." Like he is Jesus pasty, Christ. and he goes. Andrew Schultz goes. I told a buddy of mine to invest in Tesla. That fella just walks his ass off. Look how pale he is. He doesn't see the sun. So there you go. I love Schultz, man. But like, go just to go back. To that, is Elon still buying Twitter? No, he stopped because all the nonsense of uh, the bots and like it wasn't worth it and all that crap. Um. So how we, many bots do you? I'm sorry. How many bots do you reckon are on there? <laughs> well, what how many followers have we got? 123 or something. So there's about 123 bots. Well, 122. <laughs> I'm not one of them. So that that we're aware of. Yeah. Anyway, you got to add them to the list. Not that I pay for bots or anything, but 
it's actually not a bad idea to get your fucking following up just go on some mad website create a lot of bots to follow your accounts there you go would you not get strikes against you i'm sure that has to be measured against me that's nah, not like the followers what can they do sort of the thing with tiktok oh, uh you want charlie's emilio they're saying like all her followers are all bots because every time you click on one it's just like user blah 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 and no videos and what was it same on twitter and all this like you see people actually buy that bots it's a way of checking into some like uh website to check your statistics and all that so yeah. there is some way of checking it but like you don't want to be sad to be buying followers that's like yeah exactly <laughs> like it's social media relax doesn't matter how many you have like we look at um our one and like I don't take too much notice to the followers like yeah it's great when you see it going up but it's not the end I'll be all sort of thing but like Schultz and Elon no sorry but Elon right so he's not getting forced into buying he wasn't forced into it he wanted to buy it for the laugh wasn't it a start like I think yeah so. well, were they not try- I thought they were the latest I heard on it is that they were trying to force him to buy it at the 44 bit I don't know about forcing but um like surely it's a public thing so all this do all this do is buy shares like it's not like we're gonna hike the price up sort of thing it's not how it works now well no there is it is because um they, they, i can't remember the term at the minute basically if anyone gets like 15 percent of the shares on twitter they can basically allow um they can half the price of the shares to existing shareholders to give them the option to buy more to cancel out how much the other person will buy Oh, it's all too confusing to me. That's oh, a load of bollocks, man. It's just it's it's just to make sure it's a, a mitigate a mitigate something to something to basically stop monopolies happening, like or someone basically buying up an entire company out of nowhere. Like some Saudi company, <clears throat> yeah, I just want to buy that company, Newcastle. <clears throat> like, sure, I'm, I've no problem with that. See, we lost two. Uh, we lost to Benfica last night, three two. Joe Linton got sent off. Oh Jesus. But you know who scored two goals? Callum. For his fifth goal. It's now his fifth goal of fucking pre-season. Miguel Almiron. Almiron, jeez. Banged him in pre-season. He got, he? T- he got two goals in the first half against Benfica and then they, like, they changed over the 11th half-time. But oh my God, I couldn't believe it. I recommend he'll outscore Jack Reedus this year. That's, That's God's team. honest fact. Man, I, I'd love to go to the bookies and see if I could actually get that bet put on it, but I feel like it'd be way too specific. Bear in mind, Almiron got three goals last season. Oh, got one goal last season. That's a little cracker, but it was only one goal. Grealish, I think, got three. No crackers, from what I remember. All tap-ins, no? Am I wrong? I'm so. It sounds like him, all right. Yeah. One cost 100 million. One, <laughs> one had to play with Steve Bruce for three years. So <laughs> you can see you can see what happened there. Well, honestly, I think... Uh, I think Almiron is going to outscore him. Yeah. If he's, and it's going to be so fucking funny. Like, like even if Almiron's not a starter, he'll still see him outscore him. Well, that's the thing. Greedish is hardly going to start either. Yeah. Pep's on his beating rotation thing. Do you yeah. can't wait I for just, I, I think Pep... What? Uh, the Arsenal all nothing's out next week. Next Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. See, I didn't watch any of the other ones. I've seen the clips of the Spurs one. Where Mourinho's like, you're all nice guys, but I need you to be cunts. <laughs> the sportsman isn't great. Um, the City one's all right, but I'm expecting Arsenal to be a good one because like their banter club and all the f- fuck-ups he had last season. So that should be interesting. It's, it'd be funny now when it comes down to the last two games. And just like, remember, they just, they were, they had like, 
they came fifth in a in like basically in a race for fourth where they should have won. Like they should have absolutely smashed it. They lost yeah. it a few teams. They definitely shouldn't have lost it. And then obviously, fucking Spurs just Conte. He's so good. They were just able to catch up. Yeah. Someone said that Spurs are going to finish second this season, but fucking wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't push. surprise me. If he signs no, better Spurs, players in the window, then yeah. Right, to me, man, Spurs are the most dangerous prospects of most teams, title challenges, most teams like Champions League, place challenges, any like anyone challenging Troy State, like anyone higher up the table, Spurs are such a dangerous. And they showed that when they played Liverpool and City last season. Yeah, see, Spurs, Spurs are, are going to be the, there, something different. They're going to be the Robin I don't Hood think, club. What do you mean, the Robin Hood club? Oh, Rob from the big boys, and then, oh, look what Arsenal used to do, yeah. Rob from the big teams, and then fucking get hockeyed. Yeah, they well, like, 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 <laughs> Oh, they definitely are. Oh, it's the Spurs <laughs> thing ever. You know what? They're, I don't know when they play not Forest, but Forest are going to beat them. Yeah. Or who else? Bournemouth. Bournemouth hadn't even. I don't think Bournemouth have spent a penny this summer. It's Bournemouth they're going to beat them. And it all happened. They played not Forest, and Jesse Lingard will score the winner. There's a show and a half. That'll end up on TikTok for definitely. Oh, 100%. Him doing a little flute dance or something. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. What do you make of a Lingard? No, no, I know we're jumping topics here, but what do you make of Lingard going to uh, going to North Forest for 180 grand a week? I believe it is. It just shows you where football's gone, isn't it? He went there for the money. Could have went to West Ham well, for he, less money for a better football, but he went for the money. Apparently, West Ham offered him 150 grand a week. 30 grand pay rise to the first. 30 so grand pay rise. He was on 75 grand a week. In, uh, no, I mean, like getting offered from West Ham, like sort of thing. That's what I mean, 20 grand up from that. But he's um, almost tripled his wages from United. Yeah. Like from this move, he's almost tripled his wages for a year. Like but well, he's going to a fucking much. he's going to a nearly promote side who more than likely are probably gonna go back down. I'd, I'd hope to stay up because I watched them like towards the end of last season, the big games and whatever went there. I actually wanted them to come up, so I hope they do stay up. But like why would you go to a, a relegation club when you could have been playing West Ham and are they back in Europe this season? Conference or something, really? Yeah, they view uh, Europa Conference League. Yeah, it's still Europe. Like, you're still going to get more game time and have a chance of beating big teams and getting results and playing for a bigger club. And I don't know. I just think he went for, obviously went for the money, but he's like, what, our age, 27-ish, 28, late 20s? He's 29. Jeez. All mm-hmm. the bottles, so... Yeah, but he's probably going to get nominated for Young Player of the Year next year. <laughs> Look, I get it. In football terms, he was on shit money, and he's coming up to 30 now. So, look, we're all saying he's doing it for the money, but if we were in his shoes and we were offered more money, we'd probably take it. But it's just where football's gone now. Like, I'd rather go to a place where... Like, look at uh, Dybala, when he went to Roma fans, he went there because look at the reception he got. Holy fucking jays. That was savage. Yeah. That could be a factor in where Lingard's going. If he knows he's going to play every week, if he knows the fans are going to be singing his name, maybe maybe that's what he wants. Yeah, but look at the West Ham fans. He fucking adore him over what he done last last season with him. Like, they all want him. Yeah, like they all want him back and he done bit, not bits, but like he was a good player for them. So. He did really well, yeah. But um, I don't know. I just, I think he's just thrown away a year, like where he could have been playing in Europe and basically proven to United, like, well, you should have been playing, you know. Like, and only signed a, a year's contract. Well, it's a year of getting fat, like a fat wage, 
Yeah. And then probably like depending on his performance. Now, for all we know, Jesse Lingard could like literally get you know, touch wood that it doesn't happen, but like he could get injured in the first game, be out for the season, and then it's the hundred and eighty grand wound in their fucking wage structure. Yeah. See, for a season. Is, and thing it's is dangerous like, we, But not as far as they're gonna play very dangerous. Yeah, but not as far as they're gonna play like basically counter-attacking football, have 20, 30% possession every match, well, 70% of their game, so it's not going to be creating much chances. He has to literally do it all himself, try to create goals himself, create chances himself. So, I don't know, it's a bit of a strange move, but um, I want to move on to something else real quick, something that's gone around the news in the past week or so about the dart and the, would you call it a fuck-up, or what would you call it? Uh, poor organization. I don't know what happened. I actually don't know what happened in detail. I know there was a bit of an there was an issue, and people were waiting on trains for fucking hours. But like, one lightly. I don't know the detail of it myself, but the on Sunday the All Ireland football final was on. Kerry Galway and also the Bray Air Show, and eighty two thousand people come to Crow Park. People traveling. Bray show, couple of thousand maybe going there. So you'd expect them to put more buses and trains and all that shit on. But it was basically normal. And there was people queuing for absolutely ages trying to get on the train. And then once they got on the train, there was no windows to open. It was so warm, wasn't moving, delayed. So people ended up opening the doors and walking the tracks home. And oh, reading everything, it sounded like a shit show. And that happened. It does sound like a shit show, in fairness. That happened to me coming home from Westlife there from the Aviva show Westlife, absolutely deadly concert. But um we came home. It's happened last year as well, coming home from the bowls matches. Um come home late at night during the summer, absolutely sweating. We hung back a bit, waiting for uh aliens two mates to meet up after so it wasn't if like we left the stadium, went straight on, on the boat on the dart, wait around a bit, met up with them. Then start making my way there. So it was about an hour, hour after the concert ended by the time we probably got to the train station and it was a bit of a line, moved fairly quick and uh, got on the dart and there was no windows to open. There was windows, but there was no like thing to pull it or yeah, push it open or anything. And I was shocked by that. I was like, that's a bit weird. It must be just this carriage you were on. It's not a way like the trying to get fucking loads of people home so just throw trains together and just throw carriages together or whatever but it's not a health and safety thing like there's literally no airflow in it and the condensation was ridiculous like the floor is nearly slippy it was that wet and you can just see this you can see the sweat drip down the windows and everyone's sitting there fanning themselves some got sick into a bag it was that warm and at every stop we just opened the door just to get a bit of air and i looked down and nearly everyone was doing the same thing i couldn't see a window open Everyone popping the head out of the door to get a bit of air, like it was horrible. And like this was what yeah, no. two weeks ago. So it was that sounds fucking, that sounds fucking awful. Oh, it was that's so warm. Like oh it was, my god, man, that's rough. That, that, like I was I was in a lift in London and something similar happened. We got caught in, in between the basement and the ground floor. We we're stuck in the lift for like an hour and a half. And like same again, someone's there getting sick because it was that warm, but like genuinely we didn't pull the door open and let, get a little bit of air in. But like, I wouldn't have been far, very far behind him. Like, genuinely, like, I, I think we were all on the verge of, like, fucking, like, you know, everyone was going to fucking puke the ring up, basically. Like. Yeah. 
Aren't they? Like it's literally the, the jarring the door open and then closing it or letting it close, rejig that and we go back up to the next floor. Like yeah. but when I got out of I got out of there, I, I jumped on the floor and the was just lying down on cold floor. It was oh. fucking lovely. But after that sort of experience, but here, give you a laugh. The technician was called, right? They never told him not to come because the lift was all right then afterwards. He didn't show up for like till three hours after the original call was made. Jesus. So if you're stuck there for three hours, man. Fuck knows what would have happened. Like, it probably would have been what you were. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. What I opened it would have been like fucking five carcasses in there. Jesus. And how, was this over here? Was I was abroad to say? I was in oh, in London. Sorry, London. Sorry, you probably said I was, forgot. But like, was it warm? Was it during the summer? Was it? It was in. It was in May or April. So it would have been like quite other. warm. Yeah, it was warm enough. Like over there, like you were getting like decent weather. Like, no, it wouldn't nothing like what we had over the last few weeks, but like decent. Like about like 22, 23 probably. And if you're in a lift that has no airflow, like, and it was on the bottom floor, the bottom floor of the lift. Like we're in between the bottom floor and the, like the basement and the middle and uh, the ground floor. So like it's just fucking excruciating here. It feels like you're in a sauna. Yeah, At least you can leave us on it. <laughs> it's not nice, but um, I have to say, I actually really enjoyed that Westlife concert. A lot of people are like, yeah. oh, it's Westlife, blah, 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 but I grew up in a house with my mom, or two sisters, well, my two aunties, and my nanny, so it was all grown up listening to boys on Westlife, but more so Westlife. They went to concerts, I went along. So I think Westlife was my first concert as a kid, and I think I've only missed one or two, which is I don't know if it's sad, but I actually quite That's enjoyed not some good going. That's some good going there, bro. I actually Honestly, quite enjoyed them. I went to one, I think, in like 2007, 2006, something like that. One of them in Croker. It's actually a Whopper concert. The I haven't heard anyone say a bad word. I'm, I couldn't tell you, bro. I honestly could not tell you. I think your man, who was, your, who was it? Uh, fell up from X Factor, Shane Ward. He was there. Jesus. He, he was there. So probably around 2007. I, I don't know, whatever tour that was, bro. That's the only time I've ever gone to see Westlife. They were deadly, though, I have to say. Put on a great show. I've heard that about this this time around. I heard they actually did put on a really good show, and I haven't heard anyone say a bad word about it. So most of the videos I've seen look, look good. So fair play to them. I enjoyed it. Still I enjoyed the songs. Yeah, that's it, man. Sure, they have a few catchy, uh, catchy songs. Like, I'm sure I can't say that, man. I'm going, I'm going to see Garth Brooks in September. Jesus. Calm down, Westlife. <laughs> Much rather Westlife any day of the week. But uh, we were in the gold circle, which made it even better. So, like, we could literally smell the farts. It was great. Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, we used our own, I suppose. The sugar babies were supporting them, and they were shy. Ready? Did you just... I heard a lot of people were really excited about the Sugar Babes being there. So was I a bit like a bit of a throwback sort of thing, but they were so like like me here, like static and no energy, just sitting there and their uh choreographers just like turn the head, sing, turn the head, sing, sit down. Like there was literally no dancing, no movement. And the stage was just obviously had the stage and there was a part of it going out to the halfway line with a little circle there. Didn't go down at once. It just stayed on the main part, just standing there, no dancing. You'd be lucky if you walked to the other side of the stage, but there was no energy. And hey, <laughs> they're back again. 
Uh, there we go. Yeah, there was no Wednesday often, but uh, I Wesley do put on a good show and I enjoyed it. So, well, there you go. That's the main thing. Once you get a good bit of enjoyment out of it, once you get the concert experience, fucking delighted. What can you do? I apologize about the fucking camera arrangement, but someone keeps texting me. Let's say, doing uh, my fucking head in. I was at the Westlife concert, then I was at the All Ireland Horner final. Got to Crow Park every time there's a match on, whether Dublin are playing or neutral. But um, the Horner final was probably one of the worst. <laughs> you gone, is he? Oh, I'm still here. Oh, oh dear. But uh, the Horner final is probably one of the worst that I've been at with the crowds. We got Nally tickets and I think the hour sell fucking nearly most matches. You know that? Because we got there relatively early. Did I tell you about uh, my black run situation, did I? No. Scorch over heard the, of this. It was a scorch every day. They were saying I was going to push towards the grace. So I prepared myself, got a two, now the Ballygown two liter bottle thing, the chunky one. I had two of them yeah. lying around, so I washed them out and put black around the one, water in the other one, and put it in the freezer for an hour or two before I left, so I'm nice and cold. Took it out and I, like, I don't know how, but I stuffed ice into it. To make it even colder. Parked up at Crow Park, walking in, there was a little it's it's blocked off at the clon lift, so we're walking through there and the guard stopped me saying you can't go in with that. What? And he took the black horn on me and threw in the bin. I said, It's just black horns, I said, I don't care, and I took it on me and threw in the bin. And I That's ridiculous. And like in That's the fucking heat, ridiculous. Surely they can't do that. Yeah, and in the heat I was like, I need a bit of sugar. I was like, can I drink it? I was like, do you know what? I was going to say, can I drink it now? But it's already in the bin. Like, the bin was full. It was on top of it. But the thoughts of drinking out of the bin just didn't feel right. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. Yeah, no, fuck that. You shouldn't but, have to do that anyway. Like. She, she thought there was alcohol in it. I was like, smell it. There's nothing in it. It's literally just blackcurrant. I need a bit. Of sh- I didn't say this, but um, I said it's only blackcurrant. But like, there could have been, uh, I had a bottle of water. That could have been straight vodka. I could have mixed it, but I was allowed in with that, but not the blackcurrant. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Sounds like a bit of a power trip to me. Yeah, and I, the water was not nearly gone, but there was a good chunk out of it because I drank it in the car because I had black corn here that I didn't before the match. So I was drinking the water beforehand and that was gone when the first half because when we got in there, um, we stood just right beside the screen on that stairs and everyone just piled in. Like she was trying to stop people saying it's too full, but they just gave up. Like they literally just went, I give up. And... Uh, Loads of people came in. Normally the hill and alley's fairly packed, Grant. But this time, like I was literally standing to me side, people on top of me, and it was horrible. It was twenty six or twenty seven degrees at one stage. People on top of you, sweat was dripping down me. Oh, Jesus, it was horrible. So a half time said to me, "Come on, we go down to the side where the decided the, the Hogan, probably one with the two pack down there and half time and all that." Walked around and there was a. A bar or a shop just at the entrance of that um gate into the side and that was packed with people trying to get drink or whatever so it took us about 10 minutes to make our way through that eventually got to the side and even though it was half time that was still like packed nowhere to stand so we're like right fuck this so we went out and down away from everyone into the shade where it was cold downstairs whatever for a few minutes and uh we we're debating on what to do so we went behind the goal there was actually like a 
decent bit of space there. Not decent space, but like you could stand with no one and they could top you. So I ended up staying there for the whole match, but like it happens every time in Crow Park. It just feels like it's oversold. People stand on the stairways. Like how do you get away with it? Like if something happened and it was emergency at the top, like how the fuck are people supposed to rush up to them? Because when people are trying to get downstairs past us in the alley, like it was a struggle. Like I was on my tippy toe, I was trying to suck in my belly and fucking make myself as small as possible. Like I don't know how to get away with it. Sure. Exactly. And when you think about even like England as an example in the last like couple of months, the Premier the amount of Premier League games that have been stopped because a fan and like a fan of the stands not having a fucking heart attack or stroke or something like that. So yeah. as you were saying, like if it's gonna take them it's probably gonna take them long too long to get up there, someone could fucking die, like you never know. Like I remember so I, I was told by a friend that like a beach that they live beside if people park cars all along the side of this this is like a beach at Wicklow people like drive down they park in the car park so that they're full of like the fields are rented out but then most of the, the road I mean, like these are small country roads most of the road is covered in cars right and last like last year the year before someone had a heart attack on the beach and the ambulance actually couldn't get down in time like do you know what I mean it's, it's simple planning that like needs to take place but fuck me like if you if what you were saying there is correct, like if they're overselling it, like that could be bad news for someone someday. And obviously, touch wood, that's no time soon. And that thing as well in front of the hill, Nelly, the fucking prospect, perspective, whatever it's called, screen, two meter tall plastic yoke. It's ridiculous. It stops people from standing down the front because if it's sunny, you all you see is your fucking reflection. If it's raining, you can't see past it because the rain's on it. I don't know why it's there. Like, Go back to the old time where there's like a little gap and then another barrier and then the pitch. So have a few stewards there or make it harder for people to jump. Not harder, but more difficult. See, it's hard to say what to do because safety, because if something did happen, you need to evacuate the hill. There has to be like a certain time you can get fans onto the pitch or outside and all that shit. So you need to make it, maybe widen the gap. So let's say four metres between the hill and the other barrier and have stewards there so you can see someone run and stop them and have loads of stewards lined up maybe do something like that it's, it's ridiculous if that was gone people would be more inclined to go down the front and create more space but every single big game you watch on telly the stairs from like halfway up is always full it's ridiculous i don't know how to get away with it and like I remember a few years ago, a mate of mine once up and paid to try to get something done about it, but didn't get enough momentum and it didn't get traction, so didn't go ahead with it. But like, it's ridiculous. And as you said, touch wood, something doesn't happen for them to change this or for something to be done. They should act logically and do it themselves. But like, I don't know how to get away, get away with it. I really don't. Like, especially what's happened in the past and not just the big events, like other events have happened. So, I really don't know how to get away with it. It's an amateur sport. There's 82,000, over 82,000 people there and people are fucking packed onto the stands like Stardians and it's it's not a nice feeling. Because if you, yeah. let's, let's say something did happen up the very top, like every second counts. The stairway should be fucking free for someone to run up and get help. And even at the, what was it, lens of final I was at? And, uh, Someone was absolutely pissed drunk and Ambulance crew was trying to get up and they were squeezing by people. And like it wasn't a nice sight and the whore getting dragged down and 
trying to get past people and oh it's just, that shouldn't be the way it's shocking no definitely yeah you're spot on there man i have to say but sure it's ireland isn't it yeah no nothing has ever really planned out well over here we're more of a reactionary but we tend to react our reactionary kip we only tend to react once the problem's gotten too like bad that you can't ignore it but even now you'll see recently problems have gotten worse <laughs> than before and beforehand you could you couldn't ignore it but like nothing ever really happens here and if it does it's usually about 20 or 30 years too late and costs yeah. about six or seven bit six or seven to 20 billion more than it should have cost at the start <laughs> ireland's mm. a bit of a mad place it is i wouldn't mind it's it's good now i can see how far i've come in the last few months i can say all of that would help divulging into a full-on rant about the government so like genuinely i'm happy we've done enough rant I've done enough ranting. I've wasted enough time and energy on them fucks, and I don't need to anymore. I simply don't have another fuck to give. Check my pockets, and they're empty. Well, people always give Dublin fans a bad name, and they're probably worried about fucking Dublin fans. Not why you say he'll succeed Dublin only, blah, blah, blah. They're probably worried about Dublin fans causing whatever and running to the pitch, but for the amount of yeah, games we're scum. Been yeah, we're Dublin lads, we're all, we're all scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you but, heard my voice? I don't sound like a scumbag, do I? Do I sound like a scumbag <laughs> to you, bro? <laughs> but the amount of games I've been at, and it's actually the like other counties that are a bigger problem than us. Like I've been at matches where people are throwing bottles and nothing's getting done about it. But once Dublin do that, and ah, oh, now they're scumbags, fucking lock them up, this and that, all this shit. Mm. But um, oh, it's it's ridiculous. But I don't know why they put the screen press in the first place. But as a uh, What's then Claude on AFTV said, it's time to go. <laughs> exactly, get them out. Start putting up start putting up signs like the banger out signs, just based on them. Start up a Dublin fan TV and like it's time to go, get it out. Come here, you could do what the Sri Lankan people have done and go in and absolutely fuck shit up. Did you see what they did? No. You could do this at GAA headquarters and demand answers for why they haven't removed the one piece of perspex that stops people from actually being able to view the game no matter the weather. They went in and basically stormed the presidential palace or something like that in Sri Lanka. The, gov- the government and country in general has gone bankrupt and they basically forced the, the president that, went, that brought him into bankruptcy out of office. Shit hit the fan. Like, like shit actually genuinely hit the fan. Like, a full-on country is bankrupt. Jeez. Same with France, like you don't hear about all this shit. Like they cause riots and all this and stuff gets done. So. Bro, France, fuck shit up, man. The French, when they're not happy, it's just not a good sign. Whoever said the French, oh, we surrender. That that that's just not true. I suppose. Like, <laughs> Telling people up with fucking are... clothes and all. Fucking mad bastards, man. People like people going around smashing up shops and everything like that. Don't see what that has to do with the government now. In fairness, what like. Still, probably just wanted a new pair of Balenciagas. <laughs> Balenciagas. <laughs> um, this thing is nearly yeah, ending. Is that? That's sad. For whoever is like running Zoom these days, which is what we're recording off, you just really need to like pick your game up here and just, you know, let us record for longer. Dear Dad, I spent thirteen or fourteen quid a month. And that's why we are not sponsored by Zoom, but who we are sponsored by. Still not disclosed because we don't have one. <laughs> Can I tell you, actually, my mom's, uh, my mom's yoga page is after getting a sponsor. Fuck off. It's called Mood. Yeah, it's called Mood. 
do all of these like all drinks they have like ashwagandha and bcaa's and all so that's the thing like you were drinking like, was it yeah i put up on my on my story <laughs> yesterday just one of the free samples that the, she gave out at the yoga class yesterday hashtag and she has less fun well there we go hashtag ad for a mood there yeah send me out some more down yeah <laughs> super nice they actually replied to my story as well oh nice reply yeah. back and saying like we have a podcast do you want sponsors <laughs> But actually, but uh, I won't comment on uh, the how how nice or not nice they were. So yeah, it's gas. Like my mag got sponsored before us, but sure, however, I'm absolutely delighted for. But it's gone really well. You should actually pop down yourself, and anyone that does feel like popping down to a yoga class, by all means, pop down to, um, iron, uh, pitch and pull, or whatever else it's called. All folks home, but it looks of it. Uh, <laughs> not this yoga class though. It's young, vibrant, and full of people of all ages. But pop down to this yoga class, half six on a Saturday. Oh, on a Saturday, Jesus. Half six on a Tuesday in Iron, pitch and pull. Be there or fucking miss Be out stiff. on a great hour. No, come here. Be there or miss out on a great hour of being able to get back to yourself. And as Martina says, you'll never regret stepping onto the mat, you know? That's it. But uh, I want to go back real quickly to when I was at a... Was a no, it was a day of a Horner semi-final. Me and Aiden went into, just remind me, me and Aiden went into, I probably shouldn't say the name of it, we should look. We went to Runder Toad. Runder Toad, yeah. Yeah. Ch- Chunder uh, Road. You went to Chunder Road. Yeah. And uh, had a meal, few drinks, blah, blah, blah. Bill came and the other one came out. I got to receipt. I sat down at the bottom, uh, something about tipping and how much it would be for like x percent x percent x percent like you have different figures i was like it's a bit weird never snapped before in ireland the one came over with the card machine and she goes uh now from this point onwards it's completely up to you and it says do you want to leave a tip i'm like no <laughs> i know it's no i've had about fucking every time i got a different drink or it me food brought to me it was someone different bringing a something over it was the one person i'd probably be like right fair enough and they do our sound fair enough but i had a different person every time for the star the main the dessert for each drink it wasn't the same person not once and do i do want to leave a tip no I'm not paying fucking 10 or 20 quid to someone well to the company and probably not get distrib- uh, distributed around if it's the same person fair enough i was in tenerife i went to the hard rock cafe had a meal there and the other one was like proper sound, like sat down, had a laugh, blah, 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 blah. Left her tip because it was good service. Like, I haven't got any cash on me, but can I, can I pay extra on this and for a tip for you? Yeah, yeah, please, thank you, blah, blah, blah. So I paid an extra, whatever it was, on top of that. I always I always tend to tip when I'm on holidays, in fairness. No, not as much here. The odd time, if I'm getting like a takeaway or something, that I will. But I don't really tend to go out and eat too many meals, you know? With uh, or like are going too many dates where I'm gonna be forced to pay for a tip. So, yeah, that was a bit uh, insulting. I don't think so. Well, like tips are just like a general part of eating, um, eating out for dinner and shit like that nowadays. Like it's very kind of like it's part of an American culture that was brought in. But at the same time, like I don't mind leaving a tip at a bar or, or tipping your waitress if they're good or your waiter or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But only have like ten different ones. It was the same fella saying it was all night. Hmm? 
It was the same fella staring us all night, right? Fair enough. Like Aaron, that doesn't that doesn't matter though, because what happens is it goes into a communal tip jar, and then it gets distributed to the cooks, the kitchen staff, and the waiters and waitresses. I said waiter like fucking Andrew Tate there, and the waiters and the waitresses, because they are female and yeah, like you know he's a mad cunt him Tate just to go off topic here. As everyone knows at this stage, Andrew Tate, because like he just is the king of marketing on YouTube. Whatever way this fella has managed to school the algorithm, is that the baldy fella? Incredible. That's the baldy fella and his brother. Your man with the really weird accent. It's a like half American, half English. He just comes out with all these, comes out all well, all these mad fucking points all the time. It's a good buzz now. In fairness, I have to say, like most of the shit he says is fucking hilarious, but that's coming from the point of view of you're looking at it as a joke, like. I don't know what the fuck to, I, I don't know the guy like but I, I, I'd happily like you know when you're just going through your YouTube shorts or TikTok or whatever like that just when he pops up I'm just like oh, I'll listen to this and see what he has to fucking say like, there's always going to be something outrageous coming out of his mouth like. see at the start I was like that I was like oh I'll watch him see what he says but now I'm like you're an annoying cunt get out my before you page yeah see for me it's just I just keep flicking through if I see it I'm like ah oh, yeah fuck it if I'm, it depends on what buzz I'm on if I'm just sitting there and scrolling which is very rare. Like maybe I'll do that when we go to bed. I think it's fucking hilarious when Tate comes on, just start talking some absolute mad shit about women and kitchens and shit. And you're like, bro, like for fuck's sake! I was like, do you want people to not like you? Like, <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff he says is a bit out there. And same with a man. Uh, oh, what's his name? Jordan Pearson. Nah, Jordan Pearson's the, the goat man. Yeah, he's a legend. But some of the stuff he says, like you just have to laugh at it. Like it's so true. It's funny. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I remember, like, now in fairness, it depends on what you're what you're looking at. Like, there's all these, like, there's this like kind of genre of Jordan B. Peterson videos where it's like, oh, Jordan Peterson absolutely d- d- destroys or demolishes fucking SJWs, and like, I don't look at that. Where I look at him as, like, say, the motivational side, the psychological side. I think his lectures are fucking brilliant for anyone that's anyone that has any sort of like interest in psychology or any sort of anyone that's going through any rough time or anyone that's in a bit of a rut or even if you just want to improve things around you and you're already having a good time and your head's in a good space honestly give us videos a listen because there's a lot of insight there's a lot of knowledge there and it can only be picked up by someone that's had years in the field based off of him on the look of him i'd say he has had years in the field <laughs> yeah um like some of the stuff you do send me is like holy shit that's like inspiring some of the stuff you sent me was it today or last night you sent me i was like this jesus morning, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, that hit me. That well, here's hit the thing, me. right? Here's the thing about what, what he says in one of them videos, where this is just a compilation of motivations, uh, kind of a, a compilation of clips put together as a motivational speech. But uh, one of the things he says is a lot of people say when they hear what he has to say for the first time, he's saying things that they in their own head know but have never been able to articulate and never been able to fully understand until it was said to them. And I think that's one of the, the best things you can take away from it, as well as that. Is, is focus on look life is going to be tough it's going to throw challenges at you there's going to be chaos involved but it's about how you adapt to it and about how you hold yourself like one of his uh one of his sayings was try be the strongest person at your own father's funeral do you know what i mean because you're there then to protect others and you're like it's not holding yourself off and it's not pushing your feelings away it's about putting on the brave face of being able to take on the responsibility that you're going to need to take on going forward. It's like an analogy in that way, you know? That's how I feel about some of the stuff, as you said. Um, I 
that's how I feel internally, but I can't articulate it. And then when I read it, I'm like, holy, that's why the thing you sent me hit me so hard. I'm like, holy shit. See, the way I look at him at the minute is I've gotten very into looking into Stoics lately to the point where, like me, Mr. fucking doesn't open a book even when he's in school. I am going to fucking start reading um, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius and a few other different books just to get my, my full grasp of Stoicism. I think it's a great philosophy. It's absolutely incredible. Do you know, do you know, do you know anything about Stoicism, man? Because I think Jordan Peterson's outlook and his, his way of thinking in psycho- psychological terms when not like diagnosing an illness, but when diagnosing just someone that has like bad mental health at the time is a stoic philosophy in a way. So what stoicism is, to, for the most part, is how you re- it's your mindset in terms of how you view the world and how you react to certain stimulus. So there is a an old tale of this guy is like one of the first stoics, basically. I can't remember his name, but he was really, really rich, was moving to a different Greek island. This kind of comes from ancient Greece, like, but he was moving to a different island, and in one storm, all of his wealth was washed away. But his reaction to it was to be like, "Well, I can't change that. Let's just go forward." It's about the understanding of how little control you have in the world, and the only control you have here of your own reality is your reaction to the stimulus. Do you know what I mean? In terms of how you react to news, and to how you react to grieving. How you react to like you know anything like that? It, it's really really interesting and it's a great outlook. And any any time, like in in the last I'd say two months, I've really adopted uh, a more stoic mindset. And I've had people say to me, being like, "You seem really different. You look, but you're actually speaking to your head. Seems like it's in the right place." And I'm like, "Oh, it's sound, sound." And it's also allowed me to focus on less overthinking and more. It's led me to focus more on actually more setting grounded. goals and going off. To, it made me a lot more grounded. It's made me a lot more aware of the goals that I have to achieve that I'm like pointing to myself. Do you know what I mean? I'm actually making them realistic and sticking to them because knowing that it's only my output is what I'm going to get back. You know what I mean? Like what I put into something, I'm going to get back out of it because that's how my like it, it's good. It's good. My mindset's changed a lot in the last little while, and I credit a lot of it to stoicism. <laughs> And the rest of it to exercise. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a cure for bad mental health. Uh. Exercise. <laughs> the best cure in the world. And no one has thought about it. Exercise and vitamin D. The best things in the world for sorting out your mental well-being. I don't care what anyone says or who disagrees with me on that. Because you're fucking wrong. I yeah. told to stay inside. Unless you have the possibility of getting sunburned constantly. Or you have some skin condition, you should be taking vitamin D then instead, because there is no reason, and I mean no reason, that people now in the 21st century can't do a half an hour of workout and then sit in the sun for a bit and actually give their body a fighting chance against anything that they might come into contact with. Yeah, and the thing you sent me there last night as well about um, even just talking to you about it, turning them feelings into not a workout but. It's how you react on it and how you feel when you're in like that mood and building on it. It's not about sitting there and making excuses. It's about, see, I kind of take like, I don't know what to say. Like I know what I want to say, but it's like, 
it's a feeling. It's it's more so than the thought. It's a feeling, and it's an overwhelming feeling, bro. Of you know that what you're doing is the right thing. It's you're not putting things off. You're not procrastinating anymore. As you said, you're not making excuses. Do you know what I mean? Make things happen. Don't make excuses. Yeah. No one's gonna do it for you. No one's gonna wipe your ass. Like, do you know what I mean? We're big boys now. We're not wearing the huggies these days. <laughs> Get out there, do it yourself. That's it. Get out there and go do it yourself. Prove your point. You know. I want to find that quote you're saying because actually it was fucking deadly. Oh, it's a belter. Oh, I have a whopper quotes these days and for anyone that's looking for a few lovely little inspirational quotes even though I haven't been using this page in the last month or so. But I'll get back on it, I swear. Right, uh, is there. Hit up the emotional hangover cures on Instagram in association with the After Stage podcast for a little quote that might brighten your day up or maybe help you on your healing process if you need one. There's the thing uh, you sent me. Weak people get hurt and stop fighting. Strong people get hurt and hit back harder. Weak people complain and show bitterness. Strong people accept the pain, find a way to work through it, and attain their goals. Success or excuses, the choice is yours. Exactly. Success or excuses. And to be honest, guys, I think there's no better way to sign off than that. Success or excuses. Look after each other. Look after yourselves. As a better way to end it. From Adam, from Aaron, Slan Lat, or Gisgore, fucking Margot.